Welcome all to the Swim Dudes podcast, where Liam and I talk about everything circulating the swimming world with special guests. This podcast is available to stream on Spotify, iTunes, and is now found on Google+. Make sure you go check us out on Instagram at The Swim Dudes for more content. Hope you enjoy. The Welcome back, everyone, to the Swim Dudes Podcast. Today, it's just me. Um, Seth's not here today. He's working. But we are happy to host Florida Gator sophomore, going to be junior, Karen Smith, um, on the new junior national team, NCAA, and American record holder. Um, Karen, so glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So kind of walk us through what quarantine life is looking like for you right now. Um, what are you doing day to day? Yeah, right now I'm at home in Richfield, Connecticut. So there's already not much to do here anyways to begin with. Mm-hmm. So being stuck in the house is it's not too bad, but um you know, I'm just kind of taking it day by day, just making a plan the night before for what I'm going to do the next day in regards to my workout and to my um I actually just started up my my summer term, so I got some work to do in the classroom still and um yeah, not much more than that. Having some good meals um, and just yeah, sure. making sure that I'm maintaining, you know, fair fitness, pretty good fitness and doing everything I can to keep positive. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned swimming, um, doing some open water swimming. Are you doing dry land and that sort of thing also? Yeah. So for, uh, for the swimming, I just started last week because the, the lakes around here kind of warmed up a little bit to where it's bearable staying mm-hmm. for about. 50 minutes 45 minutes that's all i've been able to do so far yeah i mean my hands go numb my fit it takes me like five minutes to get my face under the water oh, i can't even imagine it's yeah, yeah it's it's really really interesting because i've never had to do anything like that before so mm-hmm. you know it's nice to feel my stroke again it's been about a month and a half since i've been in a pool so it's it's refreshing to do that and um yeah i've also been eating you know the swimming with good dry land workouts. Our, our strength coaches actually just uh, sent some bands, some persons to keep our swimming muscles engaged. So that's been really helpful. I've been using that, um, you know, to stay, to stay in good, good um, shape or at least trying to. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And as for other aerobic stuff, I've been doing some cycling and some running and I've gotten to explore some really, really great hiking trails and in, uh, in Richfield which I never got to do um, oh, nice. when I was home in high school. Yeah. So like, what are you, uh, what are you doing for like outside of fitness um, fun or for entertainment to kind of keep yourself busy now? Um, not too much. I've been playing a little bit of video games. Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, I play the cello. So I, I, I've been playing that a bit. Um, not too much though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't do- been doing too much. I've been making sure to get really good sleep, um, sleeping at least um, eight to nine hours a night, which is really, really refreshing for once. Yeah, you know? I mean, even with the quarantine, it's more than I've been getting. So. Yeah, exactly. Have you uh, have you been so, playing yeah. cello for like through high school and stuff? 
Yeah, so I played, I started in fourth grade and I played um, throughout my public school education. That was always a class that I felt that that I took in high school and middle school that like kind of helped me like reset in the middle of the day, kind of like clear my mind. Yeah. And um, do you do that still in college or? Uh, I, I have the cello at college, but I can't play in an organized group just okay. because of time wise. But it's fun to play. It's fun to, you know, maintain a skill that I developed through uh, through school. So Yeah, for sure. I, I played, I started playing the cello in sixth grade and I played through senior year. I still have it oh, at my awesome. parents' house, but I don't have it anymore. Sweet. Yeah. That's fun. I, I, I miss it, but. Um, so how did you react when you heard the NCAAs were being canceled? Were you in practice? Were you away from the pool? Kind of walk us through that setting. Yeah. So we had, I think it was on a Wednesday or Thursday. It was definitely Wednesday because we had just gotten out of our recovery workout and, um, you know, we were full steam ahead. We were preparing, we were all focused, ready to go. And we got out of the pool and we, we like looked on our phone and like we saw the ACCs like shut down all their athletics. Mm-hmm. So someone in the locker room, I mean, I was trying to keep a positive mind. I was like, oh, just maybe ACC won't show up to NCAAs. But someone said in the locker room, they were like, there's no way they're going to have an NCAAs. Like this is just going to, you know, snowball down. To, yeah, absolutely. To everywhere. So I was obviously bummed first, like for like not even 24 hours. And then I was kind of like assessing everything over the next week. And hindsight is, is really good decision. That would have been a very bad call to keep that going. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, you know, a lot of schools, I know Kenyon did on, on D3 world, a lot of high schools in Michigan um, did as well, but did you do any sort of time trial with the team in place of that? Or did you just call it after? I wish. So the meet got canceled and then I think 24 hours later, <clears throat> UF shut down our athletic facilities. So we never had an opportunity to do anything like that, unfortunately. So yeah, I wish that would have been fun. It would have been fun to use, use the, the three weeks of preparation after SECs towards something. But Oh yeah, for sure. I know um, the, one of the D3 record holders, David Fitch um, from, yeah, from Kenyon, he went like a 46-8 in 100 fly, which is an unofficial D3 record, but it doesn't yeah. count because it was in a time trial, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, I saw the video of that. that was, mm-hmm. I was so jealous watching that. You know, <laughs> I wish I could have done something like that. But yeah, yeah you know, luckily most of, um, most of my team got to finish our season out with our league championship meet in February oh, our good. nationals crew. There was about five or six of them. They didn't get the swim set. They were really bummed about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were your What were your goals for NCs? Are you allowed to share those? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? I won't be too specific, but that's okay. Obviously, um, individually, I think I think a good realistic goal and a good milestone in my swimming career would just be take an NCAA title in either in one of the events I swim. I think I obviously my best shot in the five free. And I think the 200 free would have been a great race between a few of the guys. But um, I, um, yeah, that's that's the main individual goal that I went in with, and obviously score as many points for the team as possible. Absolutely. Team goals. I mean, we we all decided. We looked at the the psych sheet and you know the guys that were in the room training for NCAA's and getting ready for it. I mean, we were putting together some really great preparation and practices. 
and we we're really uniting as a team. We were ready to do something really special, and we all thought that we could come away with from the meet with a trophy because they give top four trophies. So mm-hmm. we thought that we might have been able to do that, but we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what I think one of the most exciting things I follow swimming like it's football. I don't really follow any other sport. Um, but one of the most exciting things about watching Florida throughout the season was that I think the past few years, there was kind of this feeling that Florida might go downhill in the national rankings because, you know, Troy not being the collegiate coach anymore, losing the large group of seniors with like Jan and Caleb mm-hmm. and all of them. And also with, um, Maxime's, um, switching schools. Um, I think there was this thing that it was kind of going to go down, but you guys have really pushed past a lot of those expectations, which is awesome. Yeah, that's one of my two NCAA scores and Maxime and Cotter that were returning. And um, I, I loved how we, how we really like rallied against any critics or, anyone that said that we weren't going to do that well. And we went, went on an NC, uh, SEC championship. Yeah. Again. Yeah. You know, we, we've had a, a great culture over the past year and we've really gotten through, you know, a couple of our guys that, that transferred, transferred out. And, you know, when we need to step up big, we, we have been for the past couple of years, aside from a couple of swims, uh, NCAAs in 2019, we weren't perfect there, but we weren't terrible. So. Yeah. So, you know, like this, this season, you got the American record in the 500. You were, you had a stellar 200 freestyle. Um, would you call this past season a success, even though you didn't, you know, have that championship meet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we prepared for the SEC championships. Um, we were, we were ready to swim really fast at SECs and then swim, as fast or even better at NCAAs. So mm-hmm. I think what I did at SECs was, you know, right online with my goals for the season. So I'm glad that I could have at least one meet where I swam to the best of my ability. And um, even though we didn't have the NCAA championships, I'd say that that SEC meet was definitely my breakout meet. I've said in, the, in, in previous interviews that I haven't quite hit a peak or – a like a big stellar breakout meet I've kind of just been slowly improving and mm-hmm. taking advantage of you know what I've got and um STs was the first time where I really felt like like that was like the best meet of my life so far yeah absolutely I, I feel like a lot for at least for guys on the guy's side of NCAA it takes a year for most men to really hit their stride in their swimming career you know I'm a sophomore also at um at Hope College and mm-hmm. this past season I dropped like 11 or 12 seconds in my 409 which was freaking awesome so I good on agree with you like this you know this past year even though most people didn't really get to finish out I'd call it a success for most people as well yeah I'm I'm totally with you um my freshman year I made improvements in my IM and my freestyle but you know it took me it took me a little while to get over the hump of you know adjusting to new training schedule training plan is and college life in general so although I improved my freshman year the the Mm. big the big big you know like college improvement came this year so far a lot of the 
kind of going off the trail here, a lot of the swimmers on our team or just in Michigan haven't had doubles or some sort of weight training in high school. And so when they come to college, it's kind of different. Were you similar in a similar boat? Um, yes. Or did and you have no. those experiences? I was, also? I was, I was a bit, I swam a lot in high school. We did, you know, probably more yards than the average club team. And I was, I was doing nine to 10 practices a week, but for weight training, you know, most of my stuff was like body weight and uh, TRX and like calisthenics and running yeah, until my like senior years. Yeah. yeah. And then I, then I introduced a little bit of machine weight training, mm-hmm. which is nothing like what we do at UF um, much more, you know, free weight training. So mm-hmm. that was, that was the biggest change that I had to adapt to because I kind of stunk in the weight room for probably nine months when I got to UF, you know, I didn't figure out how to, you know, nail my technique consistently and like Olympic lift for, you know, almost a year. So. That's cool. Um, you know, kind of touching back on your 406, you said that you had hit, like you were right on line with your goals and everything in, at SECs. Was it a surprise then to see a 406 there? Or was it, were you just looking for a best time? Um, or did you know heading in that that was your pace that you were heading in towards that? It was like, it was sort of a surprise and also not because I was leading up to the meet like three or four weeks before we, we were doing some 500 free pace sets and, you know, kind of getting ready for the, for the race, even though we didn't know if I was swimming it or not. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was putting together some really, really great workouts, you know, pace sets that were right in line with the pace that I did for the meet yet I didn't write down 406 as my goal because mm-hmm. I didn't want to write something down that never that's never been done that's like hard to do mentally yeah like to get to get past that and um so I wrote down actually 408 and um so I looked at, when I saw the clock it was like a nice surprise but at the same time like I feel like the training that I've done throughout the year you know really reflects what I accomplished in that race. Awesome. So kind of, let's talk about your experience at University of Florida a little bit. Um, Who's somebody that has had the most significant impact? Your time there, you as a person, um, being a swimmer, coach, classmate, professor. um, Can you put a name to that title? I wouldn't put one name to that title, but I mean... I, I feel like when I'm working through the season and I'm training really well, it's like me, Coach Nesty, Coach Steve, and Coach Matt in the weight room, like we were meant to work together. We all mm-hmm. gel really well and we're all learning from each other. And of course, mix that in with like a spectacular freestyle group, training group, and IM group, and an amazing like class unity mm-hmm. for our sophomores, our rising juniors, and also mix that in with just the most amazing team culture, just like a really big, strong bond between 35 to 40 guys. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like everything, the stars aligned when I, when I came to Florida and just really, really great, impactful people that I've come across so far. Awesome. The, um, so like your, your college decision, you, you're pretty new. I mean, two years into college, the 
decision process, was it an easy decision to come to Florida or did you have a lot of other schools that were pretty close? Um, sort of. So when I made the decision to go to Florida, it was down between um, Florida, Indiana and Texas. And um, I was, you know, actively being recruited for my whole junior year, pretty much. And Florida was actually the first uh, junior day trip that I took. Mm-hmm. And like, as soon as I walked on campus, it was, some, it was something about the air in Florida and this the beautiful campus and the people that I talked to that like every time I went to another college it was like, this, Florida's still like beating that. it. Like it's, it's like, it felt like a no brainer when I decided. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was, it, I, it was a tough decision and an easy, easy decision because I know that wherever I went, I was going to have a a strong career and I was going to enjoy my time wherever I went. So that was the only thing that, you know, stopped me from committing sooner. Um, But yeah, when I made the decision, it it, it was completely right. I never had any doubts. Hmm. That's cool. So, you know, like some of my best times here at the school, I've been fooling around with the guys team on the weekends or, um, being on a pool deck at a really crappy environment type dual meet where the energy is just so high, you know, um, what was the most ex- like memorable experience that you've had at university of Florida? You know, like I've said, all of our, all of our guys were all really, really tight with each other and we're like a big family, big, happy family. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, just like our lives locker room chat and stuff mm-hmm. and like uh usually when we get close to championship meet we like to suit up one at least once every other week and it's really fun to like come in with everyone's like so focused like we're about to race in a meet mm-hmm. and we're all really ready to go and we get through warm-up and we get out and we put on our suit and someone starts blasting some really loud like edm <laughs> music and we're all like getting ready to go like it like we're about to race at ncaa just starts like, bumping yeah yeah, th- those those moments are always really fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so looking into the future, do you think that the two hundred free record, you know, just about a second off, is that something that you feel like you could hit in the near future? Is that just kind of like an end goal sort of thing? Or are you just looking again, like you said, to score the most points for your team, um, win more national titles, that sort of thing? Yeah, so for, as for the 200 free goes, I think the record, I think Dean's record is like 129.1 or something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's, I think that's a time that I can attain in the next couple of years, but it, it's all a matter of if he himself or someone else lowers that even more. I mean, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm sure next year if Dean decides to swim for Harvard, I think he has one more year or maybe two, I can't remember. If he decides to swim, add on like Drew Kibler, he's an incredible tuner freestyler. And so. Oh, sorry, I know. think it cut out there. Could you repeat that? You mentioned Drew Kibler and then it cut out. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, like I was saying, um, like Dean, I don't know if he's going to swim his his final year next year or if he's going to mm. redshirt or whatever and 
put on put in Drew Kibler, who's an amazing 200 freestyler and who's definitely going to race a great race this year. Um, as for next year, it might take faster than one twenty nine one to win that national title. Yeah. So if if it if it needs to take faster than that to win, like I'm sure I'll be racing right in there with those guys and doing my best to win. And if a record comes along with it, that'll be awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, um, also heading into the future, you know, like with this quarantine, there's so much unknown. I know in Michigan, we don't even know when the pools are going to open back up. My parents are building a pool in their backyard right now. Um, oh, sweet. So hopefully I'll be able to hop in there. I know Texas, maybe it's Texas. Some states are able to open up the pools at like limited capacity, like 25% capacity or whatever. Um, do you have plans if those states open up to go over there and maybe train with some other groups or do you think you're going to be staying in Connecticut? Um, what are your kind of, yeah, it's, it's tough to say right now because I've, I've kind of been looking at the numbers and the, the graphs and the statistics of everything. And the, the curve is flattened as far as infectious rate, but just because it's not getting worse, it's not getting better yet either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd have to make that, that decision if, if the, the daily number of cases goes down significantly or, you know, it's just like a day by day thing just to see what the rest of the country is doing. And we're hoping in Ridgefield here that we can get open um, our local pool as part of phase one, as a part of like, um, cause I think, um, like gyms are included in opening up phase one. Yeah. So we can get that included in there and have, you know, six people in the pool at a time with one coach and strict protocol on what to do once you enter the building and, you know, no locker rooms and stuff. So we're hope I'm hoping that that can be underway within two or three weeks, but who knows? But yes, I am, I am itching to get back into the water. So who knows? Yeah. So, you know, like the Olympic trials um, being rescheduled for, I think it's June of 2021. Am I right with mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, how does your process change in training heading into that? Obviously, you know, you were going to start um, really like fine tuning in these upcoming months. Probably right now you might be yeah. starting that. But yeah, how does that change? Does it shift? Are you doing a lot more aerobic capacity, picking that back up? again, once the pool's open? Yeah, so if we are able to, to start the year as normal mm-hmm. in August, in September at UF, we'll probably just do exactly what we did starting last year, like the, exactly the same cycles that we were doing um, in the pool and in the weight room from September to 2019 through the plans of June 2020, mm-hmm. just do it again, you know? So I just, I'm just, I got to be accountable for myself to be able to get back to a position where in August I can start at the same caliber that I did last year, mentally and physically. So I just got to make sure I'm doing what I can do to, you know, stay relatively fit until then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a couple of questions that I was actually wondering about, as we talked about your experience at the University of Florida, um, do you have a training partner who is always kind of jabbering at you, pushing you, makes you be better. Cause I have, you know, at Hope College, um, shout out to Will Benner. He just graduated 
this year, so I won't have them next year. But every day we would swim the IM sets, the breaststroke sets together, and we would always just like, like our times were always so close to each other, and we would always just push each other to be better. Do you have that also at UF? Absolutely. I got a number of guys, but specifically Bobby Fink. He's he's my man in the in in the water. Um, mm -hmm. We train most of our workouts together, aside from like some power days because he's a little longer than me on those days. But, you know, we push each other every opportunity we can. And he's not one to trash talk, but I like to to say a few words maybe before or during a set, even though he usually kicks my butt every single yeah. time. I should really stop doing it. But he's so fun to work with and we really make each other better. And it's a really good environment in our whole, in our whole freestyle and IM group that I'm a part of. That's so cool. Is he a sophomore? He's a sophomore also, right? Yeah, he's he's my class, so I got lucky with that. Um, some of the other things I want to talk about your experience at UF. We have so many traditions on our team that have kind of been passed on through the '70s, '80s, through now. You know, a lot of it, a lot of the cheers that we um, do are the same. A lot of um, a lot of the team events that we do are the same as you know, like my coach did back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, are you able to share any of those kind of traditions that you have? Um, some of our, our traditions, yes. Well, yeah. So we've started um, to do like some video game traditions every, every okay. fall to kind of like integrate the whole team. And usually we'll have recruits here at the time too. So mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll do just like a Super Smash Bros or like a Mario Kart tournament in yeah. our team room, which is always fun. And um well from pic from pictures you can tell at our sec championship that our freshmen always, always have uh some some missing hair on their head <laughs> um they they we we do it voluntarily so so <laughs> they decide if they want to um shave their heads or not and yeah. usually everyone's a good sport and they 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 do which is really fun because it, it it, it again that's something that they've been doing for 30 years or something like that yeah. so it's pretty sweet what are the, what are some of the video games that you personally have been playing this quarantine oh i'm a big nintendo guy i play a lot of uh stuff on the wii u oh really? wii. yeah okay i've never been into like first person shooters or anything or I've i actually just started hopping back on that train the past couple I, weeks, ne so. I never got into fortnite or anything so i was never a fortnite fan but definitely call of duty um, did you ever play? It's like it's called Terraria. Like no, no, I haven't. It's like Minecraft, but it's like two D. It's like a if Super Mario Bros. and Minecraft had a kid. It's Terraria. Is that on the Wii U? Maybe honestly, it's pretty cool. Uh, I play it, it on PC. There's also like it's on Xbox and PS4 and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, so you know, I I didn't send you this last little bit of the. Um, podcast, we do rapid fire questions at the end. All right, let's do it. So yeah, just a few. Uh, AM or PM practice? PM. <laughs> uh, swimming indoor or outdoor? Outdoors. Nice. Well, Florida, of course. Yeah. Uh, book or movies? Movies. Me too. I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> Speedo, tier, or arena? I wear tier uh, usually. Usually, is that what uh, UF is signed with? We're signed with Arena, but for our championship suits, I wear tier. Gotcha. 
Um, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay, wait. Star Wars or Star Trek? Some people are. Star Wars. Big Star Wars. Big Star Wars guy. Did you like the most recent? Do you like the last trilogy? Yes, I'm upset that some people didn't, and some people so heavily. I know. I didn't care for episode eight too much, and I think, I think episode nine had a nice signature, like insane epic closure to a trilogy. I thought it was a good end. Mm -hmm. No, I did too. I well, the last Jedi episode eight is actually my favorite Star Wars. What? I know it is. Um, but then. Rise of Skywalker, I cried like four times during it for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, that's all you can ask for. You know, like when somebody dies in it, I'm not going to do the spoiler in case anybody's seen it, but I cried that time. And also when a very important figure found out when that person died, I cried both times. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, just a little thing. Video games or TV or movies? Video games. Me too. Uh, sport you would play other than swimming? Oh, um this is kind of cheating but water polo all right all right did you play water polo in high school no i wish i almost got into like a water polo league in middle school but i never really? got around. i got to play i actually started swimming my freshman year of high school but before that i started playing water polo because they had that at my high school so that was pretty fun yeah it looks fun uh, oh, also tennis. Oh. I've, I've been playing some tennis this past year. I do enjoy tennis, even though I'm pretty bad at it. Oh, did you start at UF or just kind of? Yeah, me and my, me and my friend, Brennan, we just go down every, every Sunday and we play on the, the rec center tennis courts. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, kick or pull? Kick. Yeah. Uh, biggest see. rival? Say it again. Biggest rival, like school or person that you swim with? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, school? Because there's always, you know, like, you know, for UF, there's that tri-meet that you guys have with Indian, Indiana and Texas. Yeah, they, we didn't get invited to that this year, unfortunately. That was, that was a fun meet my freshman year. But as for, we've been kind of going back and forth with Mizzou the past two years, which has been fun. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite meat snack on the pool deck? Um... Usually, like peanut butters and crackers. If I'm hungry, oh god, I'm a I'm a big goldfish guy, so I always have mm-hmm. like bags and bags of goldfish. Uh, what's your favorite meat or post meat meal, like after to celebrate? A nice big cheeseburger, probably. Cheeseburger, nice. Yeah. Um, superpower if you could have one. <laughs> Breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Um, lastly, one word to describe yourself. Um, say innovative. That's an innovative. Why? Cause I'm constantly trying to learn from others and myself from my own experiences and try to, you know, find things and methods to make myself better as a person and that translates through swimming as well yeah you know i always well when i started swimming in high school um there was always so many alumni so many people telling me that there's so much to learn from swimming with discipline and being innovative and creative and being um 
tenacious and all the things. So I absolutely see that. Well, Karen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You know, I think it was a blast. Um, I had a lot of great insight on a lot of things and I hope you have Thank uh, you. Yeah, I had a good time talking. Yeah. I hope you have a successful year and successful Thank trial you. success at UF. Thanks. Appreciate it. Absolutely. See you later. See you, man.